You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. We are starting to get some clarification from the federal government on proposed changes to the Income Tax Act, changes that will take effect beginning in January. The new rules were announced in Parliament on Wednesday. The Liberals are tweaking a proposal that as of January 1st would tighten existing rules enabling small business owners to lower their tax burden by distributing earnings among family members, a practice known as income sprinkling. The government insists the revisions to income sprinkling rules contain clear tests to determine whether a relative has made a meaningful contribution to or investment in the family business. The Finance Department says businesses will have until December 31st of next year to adjust to the changes, which include new qualification rules for family members, such as substantial capital investments, as well as minimums for age and the number of hours worked. Terry Pedro, the Canadian Press, Ottawa. Finance Minister Bill Morneau says the changes will affect fewer than 3% of small business owners in Canada. And he points out the overall package still contains a cut to federal small business taxes from the current level of 10.5% to 10%. For those families that are passing some form of their uh, income to family members, uh, children between 18 and 24, their spouse, when they're not involved in the business, that will no longer continue. And for those that are uh, having family members or a spouse working in a smaller way or contributing less capital, they'll work with the Canada Revenue Agency to make sure that their situation is reasonable. The minister says Canadians who actually work for the family business for a certain amount of time won't see any changes at all. For families in which the spouse or the child between the age of 18 and 24 is working 20 hours or more in their business each week, or where they've made a capital contribution of 10% or more, they're able to have a very clear, clear example where they do not need to work with Revenue Canada. They can continue to uh, put some of the revenue to the spouse or the children appropriately. Not surprisingly, reaction from the Conservatives was largely critical. Conservative leader Andrew Scheer linked the government's small business tax plan to others that he says are costing Canadians dearly. Here we are almost six months later and they still don't have simple answers to very worried small business owners across the country. But everyone knows that he's raising their taxes so that he can keep spending on his personal priorities and the priorities of his wealthy friends. Conservative finance critic Pierre Polyave says one change for people retiring from a small business is unfair compared to retiree couples where one person was collecting a regular paycheck while employed and can now split their incomes. Their document claims that they're going to treat retirement income from small businesses the same way they do pension income, that they're going to allow retirement income splitting the same way we allow pension splitting. But then, in the very same paragraph, they say that the spouse receiving that split income is going to have to prove that they made a contribution. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business is part of a national coalition of nearly 80 organizations, which has been actively working to postpone or eliminate altogether what the government has proposed. Corinne Pullman, Vice President of National Affairs for the CFIB, says there are still an awful lot of questions. The government announced the income sprinkling rules, which are the rules we've been waiting for them to announce since they uh, made adjustments to the proposed tax changes in October. Um, So these rules essentially are still going to require family business or people who actually employ family members in their business to 
uh, prove that these p- uh, members of their family are making b- what they call a meaningful contribution to the business. It was unclear how they were going to decide that. And yesterday they did provide some of the clarity around how those rules would apply. Um, there was a little bit of improvement over what we initially thought they might be. However, we do think that these new rules are going to likely add quite a significant amount of red tape to many small business owners who employ family members in some form or have investors that are family members in their business. And the worst part of it is, is it all comes to infect on January 1st, which is just two and a half weeks from now. So not leaving a lot of time for people to sort of adjust to the new rules. Not good news. I don't think that Canada Revenue Agency would seem to be the arbiter on this either. Uh, the uh, CRA has enough to do, uh, is having problems answering the calls it's already getting and is undoubtedly going to get a whole bunch of calls from small yep. business owners, from accountants, from financial planners about what it means for particular clients. You bet. And uh, not only that, I mean, the federal tax court chief justice himself came out just last week saying that these rules are going to basically clog the courts for years to come, right? That they're expecting there's going to be lots of, uh, I think, challenges to these rules, and uh, they don't see it as being very productive use of their time either. So it's quite unprecedented for chief justice. Both the current chief justice as well as the previous chief justice both spoke out about it. So there's no doubt that there's a lot of worry about how CRA is going to manage this. Uh, The one positive thing it would seem is that anything that includes uh, any income sprinkling that includes spouses of business owners over age 65, the rules will not apply. So those seniors who are still running a business um, uh, can operate under the what we might call the existing rule book. Correct. And that is what I was talking about. There were some improvements and that was definitely one of the improvements that we did note in this announcement that for those that, because for most small business owners, their business is their retirement income. So why should they not be able to be treat that retirement income, which is the income from their business, the same way that every other pensioner gets to split their income with their spouse, right? So at least they did move forward with that. So uh, they are able to basically split that income as you would a pension income with a spouse or anybody else. So that's good news. So over and above income sprinkling, I take it there are pages and pages of detailed uh, analysis of this that um, uh, will have to be done. Uh, And all of this will take effect on January 1st of 2018. So what has been announced will not apply to the 2017 tax year. No, that's correct. It will not apply for 2017. It does apply for the 2018 taxation year. The government is saying that you don't necessarily have to actually pay these uh, taxes until April of 2019, so that you're going to have 2018 to prepare. But again, it's unclear if you pay dividends out in January of 2018, is that going to now come under the rules versus someone who may do it later in the year? So how they're going to transition this and allow people to, to adjust to these rules is still a little unclear. And again, how CRA will interpret that is also unclear. So uh, I think, you know, it's best for small business owners who find themselves in these situations to probably go and talk to their uh, tax advisor. Uh, how many pages of um, do you have to go through to um, to measure the impact of what the government is announcing? <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's there's multiple uh, guidance documents. There's the technical guidance. There's the CRA guidance, and so going through them all is a bit of a chore for sure. I mean, the other thing the government says is that this will only impact about three percent of small business owners out there yet. We know from our own research and data that about 70% of business owners employ family members or have family members involved in the business in some form. So, 
you know, while the actual end of the day, like 3% may end up paying extra tax on this uh, income that they share with family members, uh, I think a lot more are going to have to deal with the paperwork to prove that they're actually um, employing these people in a meaningful way in their business. What else do we have to look forward to in the way of tax change uh, based on your information uh, when the federal budget comes down in late February? Yeah, so the one piece that still hasn't dropped from these proposed tax changes from last summer is uh, how they're going to tax the passive investment income that a business might have in their business. So that only, the clarity around how that's going to work is only going to be coming out in the budget sometime in the spring. So that's the sort of the last sort of shoe to drop on all of these changes and is a significant one as well. So we are going to be watching closely to see how they're going to manage that because that too will have an impact on many businesses who who keep passive income in their business. Suffice it to say that while uh, accountants and tax lawyers and people like that are going to be uh, uh, analyzing the pages of documentation that goes along with Wednesday's announcement, uh, the argument will continue uh, and it may continue to the next election. Uh, Absolutely. I think this is something that, you know, many small business owners uh, I think are going to start feeling more and more. And I think they have long memories. (laughs) But we will sort of wait and see and what the ultimate impacts will be on the ground. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is make it harder to run a business in Canada. We need to continue to find ways to make it easier in order to continue to grow our economy. The one sure thing is that estate planners, tax accountants and small business owners have a lot of reading to do over the holidays to understand what new rules are in place so far and what else might be coming in budget 2018. Your tax returns for 2017 will be filed according to the existing rules, but you can't start too soon to plan for what will be in place next year. One of the great misconceptions of an estate plan is that it only takes effect when you die. Nothing could be further from the truth. An estate or life plan is all about what you have achieved to this point in your life and how you're planning for your life moving forward. Macmillan Estate Planning staff are leaders in this area. You can find out more about the company at macmillanestateplanning.com. There's an assortment of information on what the firm does for its clients, including timely blogs on various topics you may wish to incorporate into your own plan. It's a great one-stop shop for research on the topic, and it leads nicely into one of Macmillan's upcoming seminars, where you can learn more about the process of building a good estate or life plan. The next seminars are Thursday, January 25th in Calgary and Wednesday, January 31st in Red Deer. To pre-register, call the office weekdays during office hours at 403-266-6464 or you can register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. We'll have more in a moment on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.